This is JFM Podcast. And thank you for staying with us on J11.9 FM. This is still the morning, Jay, and this is the Let's Talk segment. It's nine o'clock on this day, the second day in the month of March 2021. It's indeed another day to be grateful, another day uh, to be excited for life. And uh, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a good day for us as a nation, as today we're expectant of something big. We're expectant for uh, the vaccine, you know, bill to arrive in the country. And uh, we're hoping we take on from there and we'll see uh, the, the oh, well, end to the advent of the pandemic in our country. I'll be doing to do justice with the, to that with me in the studio. I have experts who will be discussing that right now. I have a pharmacist, Kim Bot, right here in the studio with me. Good morning. I thank you for joining us, pharmacist Kim Bot. Good morning, Rainy. Good morning, Plato State. Good morning. I also have a lady in the house, uh, yeah. Scientist Upi Shaki Olajumoke Felicia. She's the program officer, head of molecular virology laboratory. Thank you for joining us, madam. Thank you very much. Let's go straight into the discussion for today. Uh, we're excited, right? And I, I know that people in your own field, if you'd like, you know, who are at the forefront to have the first-hand information regarding all that we need to do about the vaccine. Uh, I want to believe this is an exciting time for, for, for people in your space. I'm sure we are very excited. <laughs> all right. Well, let's hear uh, what uh, NAVDAC had to say uh, concerning the approval of the AstraZeneca uh, that we're expecting. Keep your doubts locked. The WHO's emergency use listing assesses the quality, safety, and efficacy of COVID-19 vaccines and is a prerequisite for COVAX facility vaccine supply. It also allows countries to expedite their own regulatory approval to import and administer COVID-19 vaccines. The emergency use listing will allow Nigeria to receive the first batch of the vaccine from COVAX facility within weeks, subject to approval by NAVDAC. And the announcement we are making today, this morning, is that NAVDAC has approved uh, the COVID-19 AstraZeneca vaccine uh, for emergency use authorization. When a vaccine is approved by a stringent regulatory country like US, Canada, UK, and so on, that vaccine can get expedited review. If it is also listed by WHO, as the case is with this AstraZeneca uh, COVID Shield vaccine, it can also get expedited review for emergency use authorization. So that is what, that is the mechanism that we have used emergency use, for emergency use authorization. Uh, we got the, well, we got the dose here last year, last, last week, sorry. Uh, NAVDAC received the AstraZeneca Oxford COVID-19 vaccine dose from Serum Institute of India. The AstraZeneca uh, Oxford vaccine is actually, was actually uh, manufactured in Europe. And then it was licensed to Serum Institute of India. And it is from Serum Institute of India that we got our dossier uh, on February 10, 2021, which was last week. The NAVDAC vaccine committee commenced the expedited review immediately, and the members of the committee have worked assiduously to ensure that the review was done as planned. The recommendation for emergency use authorization of COVID-19 vaccine 
from AstraZeneca or through Serum Institute, it is also called Covishield, uh, was based on rigorous scientific considerations as summarized uh, below. One, vaccine quality. We have to ascertain that the vaccine has quality. The manufacturer uh, was the first to look at. The active substance is manufactured and controlled by Serum Institute of India, uh, India Private Limited, that's the name of the company. A GMP certificate and manufacturing license Thank you for staying with us. You just heard the voice of Professor Mojisola Adeyeye, the Director General of NAFDAQ, and that was in a press conference last week, Thursday, uh, where we were informed uh, that NAFDAQ has approved and a safety committee went to work immediately to evaluate the safety and efficacy of the vaccine for Nigeria. So I'd, I'd ask the experts that are with us in the studio, on, on what basis you know, did NAFDAQ get to approve AstraZeneca as an option for us as Nigerians? Okay. Um, first of all, choice of the vaccine is because of, um, one, the daring nature of the pandemic on um, vulnerable Nigerians and um, the need for it, of course, to uh, minimize its lethal effect on innocent Nigerians. The choice of AstraZeneca as a as a multinational and irreputable pharmaceutical company, instead of um, Johnson and Johnson, instead of the Moderna, instead of Pfizer, was simply because of um, safety, efficacy, and quality. And of course, um, it was also because there was a baseline. For example, Pfizer said they are not going to give any African country their vaccine because of um, intellectual and financial contribution, which of course. Um, Nigeria is, you know, missing at the forefront to those um, very criteria. But if you look at the bidding that was done by UNICEF, which of course um, Nigeria is one of the beneficiaries, you will see that uh, we are at the end where we also benefit in getting the AstraZeneca vaccine. And so Nigeria was able to, you know, put in some cash to be able to get those support. If you agree with me, 3.92 million doses, that's approximately 4 million, is, it won't even go anywhere. That's like the first batch in um, a tenth of one quarter of, we, of what we should expect in um, Nigeria. Okay. And uh, also to add to what he just said, um, AstraZeneca is also relatively cheap compared to the other vaccine. Um, so others go for like $26 per vaccine, while AstraZeneca is going for like $4. And I think this is quite af affordable for Nigeria, just like he mentioned, the financial implication. And also, if we look at the sub-Sahara region, we need something that would, would be able to handle Concern when we talk about the temperature yeah, at which the, the vaccine, yes, yeah, the storage. The storage was also another concern. Yes, that's a very good mm. criteria to choose uh, the AstraZeneca uh, Zeneca vaccine because you can store it between two to yes, eight degrees eight Celsius, degrees, right. while others uh, you can't store at Minus that. 70, yes, yeah, so we're, if we're thinking of the rural area traveling down from the urban area to the rural area to vaccinate, then you can put it in a very Power, power uh, issue to Nigeria. Issues, yes, in yeah, Nigeria so is a very good that, factor yeah. for yeah. choosing that kind of vaccine. So it can you can travel with it without any fear of uh, compromising the integrity well, of the we, vaccine. Which brings us the big question: Why you you know words on the street? A lot of Nigerians will tell you, I I don't think I I trust that enough to want to you know because it, it seems as though we're going for the cheapest. We are going for the, so if you put it at par with the other options now is there some some um element of one is bet perhaps better than the other the visor at par with your astrovenica what are your thoughts on that okay you know you know i was trying to tell 
actually something about financial contribution right. from the beginning. Now you see uh, what the edge that AstraZeneca has to the others is, you see when you look at their packaging system, their packaging system is comprehensive in a way that um, it will also hold the temperature. It is not that if the, the content doesn't actually need a similar temperature just as the others that you see in Pfizer and so on. But then what the AstraZeneca package is, or what the AstraZeneca vaccine is at that $4 doesn't mean that the, the real content is an issue. No, there is no compromise at all. It's just like, for me as a pharmacist, I'll tell you that there are, you know, a lot of brands of, um, of drugs that we have for one generic molecule that could, you know, just stand in a choice. As a matter of fact, we know that there are quality issues when it comes to other, you know, um, uh, products. But then there are, of course, some expensive ones as well that may also have quality issues when handled poorly. Mm -hmm. So what we are, we should be advocating for rather, is the process, the logistics process as soon as these vaccines land in Nigeria in the next two hours. How do we handle the logistics process and how is it going to be disseminated down to even the, the rural, the rural uh, component of this country? Well, yeah, so I think concerning quality, people should not be afraid. Uh, the fact that it is cheaper than others doesn't mean that the quality is uh, lower than the quality of other vaccines. It's just that the method of production, uh, the way it was produced being vector, a vector-delivered vaccine, that's why it is cheaper in production than the other types of but then it doesn't mean that the quality just like you said it has gone through exactly the same quality like other vaccines and so people as should well as not clinical tests. be afraid the, the clinical trial the four phases they've passed through it and they are in the human trial phase now and it is already confirmed that it is excellent there is no problem with it they started it in europe and i think for now we are good to go well uh, we, we've handled vaccines before i mean the likes of your polio vaccines yellow fever and the likes which in itself speaks that we experience when it comes to handling vaccine but do you see this experience that our health sector uh, our uh, good hands have had over time is it enough for the COVID coronavirus the COVID-19 vaccine that we're expecting how prepared are we um we are prepared hmm. i can say as a country to some extent right. i wouldn't say completely but at least we've tried our best the government has tried its best to make sure that um, like this morning I was listening to the radio program and the chairman of the PT, PTF yes, was speaking and he said they are prepared. They have enough storage facility to be able to store this vaccine. And then for every state that they are not sure of their storage facility, you have to come on the dashboard before they will give you the vaccine just to be sure that the integrity of this vaccine is not compromised. Then if we look at We've been able to handle uh, vaccines such as polio vaccines, mm -hmm. hepatitis, and so I don't think this will be with any different. I am sure that the health facilities and also people concerned, the healthcare workers, will be able to handle the vaccine just like they've done for others. Yeah. Also, the the there is also availability of training. Uh, just to add to what on. she said, yes. yes, there's also availability of training for um, for people who will administer this vaccine because, of course, um, the protocol of this particular vaccination is um, is a bit different from the others, and so um, it's important that we know that um, the the uh, just particular specialists will be allowed to use this, to to administer these vaccines to people, in spite the uh, WHO guidelines of uh, priorities of those who are you know um, vulnerable or who are more vulnerable to to the to come down with the COVID-19 and then I just want to maybe before the program ends we need to sound it very clear that there is already an available space where the vaccines will be available they won't be available anywhere else for now so there's no any private system that has been implored to you know administer this vaccine to people that is key to, so that people don't get yes so, so we so. do not need to panic about it you could you know just wait register online there is a link online which of course um, everybody is already uh, registering. We have a platform and then once you complete it, there will be a particular information that will be given to you 
to show that you've completed registration. So every individual is expected to go on the platform to register. Exactly. So, so where is the place for people in the rural you know, communities now, people who do not have access to the internet? What is the plan? How do we intend to carry them? So along? I think that's where the National Primary Healthcare Development Agency will come in. Mm. Uh, just like we have the rural primary healthcare centers, and so they will be in charge. And just like I said this morning, it was said that they will make sure that it goes through the right avenue, those that have been approved to handle the vaccines will be the one that will handle it for now, like the national health care. And then the primary health care at the rural area, just like it's been done for the polio vaccines, they will mm-hmm. come over, follow the guidelines, get the vaccines, and then take it to the people in the rural area. And I'm sure if they can't even go online to register, there will always be a protocol for them to be registered and then vaccinated. Exactly. So just to add, there is a logistic concept that's already on ground to ensure that um, a last-mile distribution pattern has, uh, to, will be achieved. You know, So as it is right now, we already have at the primary healthcare sector a mapping that has been done. Mm. Okay, And that mapping is to actually cater for people who are in you know, those kind of... Um, Uh, those who do not have access to internet those who do not have access to network those who cannot even help themselves and then uh, they are allowed to 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 take in uh, any form of uh, information at the primary health care at the LGA headquarters. That's, that's interesting. That's, yeah, the LGA headquarters, please. So even if you go to the one closest to you, those information has to be taken to the LGA headquarters. Because if you look at the platform of registration, it just captures LGA headquarters for now because of the first batch that we have received. Okay. All right. Well, uh, if Nigerian awaits COVID-19 vaccine in less than 24 hours, very, very less than 24 hours, the Federal Ministry of Health, in collaboration with National Primary Healthcare Development Agency, has launched an online registration platform for Nigerians to register themselves and get their pre-vaccination numbers and pick a convenient date. Uh, the Minister of Health, Osagi Haniri, made this known at the launch of the acronym TICH strategy for COVID-19 vaccine in Abuja on Tuesday. Uh, Let's put this at par with the case of register for your uh, name that we had the other time, you know, the influx of people and that how that affected the rise in the second wave in Nigeria. Do you see something like that happening when, for especially for people in rural community having to go to your your LGA, do you see that as a possibility? Do you have concerns concerning that? Um, yes, we have a little concern when it comes to that. As a matter of fact, we raised um, a red flag. Yesterday I was you know, speaking with um, one of my senior colleagues who is part of the logistics team in um, Abuja. I was trying to ask him, I, said, I, to, I, I was trying to be very careful because let me give you, let me take you back. If you look at the way mosquito nets were distributed, mm-hmm. okay, and then you also look at, I'm not even talking about vaccination, because vaccination, you could go house to house. For me, I was thinking that there would, would be house be numbering, mm. and then we would just go house to house to take the vaccine. But we didn't get that. Maybe because of the first batch that is coming, probably it's going to be like a piloting system. A piloting, yeah. Okay, so if it's going to be like a piloting system, then I'm sure... Um, you uh, will now have you know information coming out about um, about certain ways that the process needs to be modified. You know, if we are saying that we have 3.92 million doses of vaccines that are coming in, mm-hmm. who are the target people? people yeah. Let's let's even start from there. Who are even the target people? So if we now look at the target people that we have in this country, then of course that will probably help us to prepare and see how we have. Look at Ghana and South Africa. They're already celebrating taking over 40 million doses, you know, and then you just look at these people are not even up to half of our, population. Of our own population. Yeah. And then they've, they've taken all those vaccines and all that. Let's even spare the story of the the other meats that are coming with taking the vaccine. Uh, you'll be your head will knock your whatever that are the coming. You know, so all those this. controversies that are coming with it. Let's even spare those ones because they are not true. Hmm. They are not true. Okay, when we are talking about RNA, anyway, maybe the uh, molecular biologists will clarify. But then when we are talking about RNA viruses, in fact, particularly for this COVID-19, the technology is different. Mm -hmm. The technology is different. It's superb, I'm telling you. When you say RNA technology for the layman out there, what exactly are you talking about? (laughs) So when we talk about RNA technology, we have um, two nucleic 
molecules that we know of, the RNA and the DNA. She's lost. I wouldn't want to go into that for just like you said for the layman yes. uh, understanding. But then just to explain the vaccine that we have at hand, the AstraZeneca, I would just say that uh, a layman should see it like the normal capsule we take is. The capsule itself is not the drug. Hmm. It is the content that is inside that is inside the drug the that is going to work in you. So exactly that is the way this vaccine is going to work. It's the vector is the carrier. And then what is going to work in you is inside that capsule. You understand me? So that's why they call it vector-delivered vaccine. That's just in a layman term. So everyone that is taking it, just like he said, should just be sure that everything has been taken care of. The quality control, the phases of trial has been taken care of. And just to add to what he said also before, concerning the strategical or statistical uh, way of delivering the vaccine, especially to the rural area, mm-hmm. so that we won't have what we had during the NIN, that people will come and queue up. And I remember then meningitis when I was a child. Whenever you're taking meningitis, it's like the whole time we rush to the clinics and people, you have stampede and the rest. But I think just what he said that a particular population should be targeted. Is it the old that people? Is it those that All are that have not compromised? Been for yes. Now. So okay. I no, think no, no. that should be taken out. into consideration before they start uh, administering the vaccine so that we're not going to have uh, some problems. At An- hand. Another concern is that uh, the National Primary Health Care Development via its Twitter handle uh, on the 28th of February, you know, informed the general public about how prepared they are to receive and deliver the vaccine. Uh, but they said to eligible Nigerians, and it just gets us wondering, what do they mean? Is there a Nigerian that <laughs> yeah. is Ill- Ill- not legible to get vaccinated? Okay, basically four sets of um, population are in quotes, eligible. There's just nobody that is not eligible for this vaccine. Mm-hmm. But then that's uh, that I know is a big word, you know. Exactly. So just tag it as you know a big word and take it with Ambiguous. some level of seriousness. Uh, so it, it's, it's not ruling so anybody out at of. all, at all. So now, who are those people who will be prioritized? It's a matter of priority now because of how important life is. Number one category and the foremost set of category are the people who are aged. Because at that point their immunity is slow in growing and then it's highly compromised. Number two set of people are people who have any form of comorbid condition. Hmm. Okay? And what are those forms of sicknesses that could be comorbid? We have those who have hypertension, and are already on medication are at high risk. Those who have chronic kidney diseases and are already on medication or even dialysis are at high risk, and so on and so forth. Okay, so that's the second category. Then the third category are the health workers, because at this point the health workers are already at risk of attending to people they don't know. But, but, but uh, um, okay, I'd, I'd like so. to cut you right there okay. before. Before uh, what I, I I mean, I saw it in in the news uh, that uh, it's going to be distributed first to key political leaders before health workers and. Uh, before citizens, that's what okay. So I, I actually kept that. Fact, I didn't arrange it in a particular order. That's going. To, you remember, is, I said fourth. Exactly. I said four. So the fourth category are actually the key political. That's people who are now at the fo- at the forefront of dialogue with people who are going to supply us this public office holders, basically. Okay, so if you look at it, the 3.92 vaccine stock, we hope to actually get it. That's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound like it's, there, there is uncertainty. No, no, no. You know it's batch by batch. So this right. first batch that right. is coming, if you look at the population, how many people are suffering from this kind of disease conditions? How many public office holders do we have and how many health workers do we have? Yeah, and I think they've already put in place a strategy to make sure that everybody is vaccinated. Mm. So I don't think uh, it should be something that people will be afraid of. Oh, maybe I won't get it. Nigeria is planning that by May, already 70% of their population should, should be, be vaccinated. vaccinated. And the so, remaining 30% by the end of next year. But how exactly. so, is that with our realities? Um, I think they're working towards it. We can't condemn it outrightly now right. until the time comes and it is not done. Then you can say, oh, no, it's not going to be possible. But for now, let's be hopeful and let's be optimistic that the plans on ground that by the end of the year, everybody would have been vaccinated. And just like you said, I want everyone to believe that WHO has made it known. Vaccination 
is the right of every citizen. So it's not because they are starting with health workers. Oh, or we are not starting important. With the president or, and the vice yeah, president. Everyone is important, but like the health workers are at the forefront and they are exposed every day. So I think they are part of the people that will be vaccinated first, not because they are more important than the other citizens, just because of the hazard they face. Yeah, and also because workers. of the coverage. You know, if health yeah. workers are vaccinated, it will cover more vaccination processes True okay that. so if we get the vaccination i'm telling you it's going to be easier for us to even vaccinate other look at hepatitis b today for example mm-hmm. even in pharmacies we vaccinate okay in a pharmacy it, yes yeah. we vaccinate we go to uh, primary health care you vaccinate provided you have very good storage uh, conditions those vaccines are supplied to you all right that's great so how much awareness is going into helping people believe you know because we have a lot of unbelief first of all it was COVID-19 it's real COVID-19 it's not real now it's a matter of hey they've brought you know so some people even went, took it further and said it's a mark of something you know all of those yeah. all of those exactly so how <laughs> how much awareness is going into that so that people can have the right mindset the right information to to better make the right decision Okay, so I would think I would say that all stakeholders should be carried along, uh, starting from in Nigeria. I would say the religious leaders uh, in church. Have we seen any, anything like mosques, that on the plateau already? I think people should be educated, and then going also to schools, primary schools, secondary schools. I think it should be part of the extracurriculum activities now that they educate the children, the students on the importance of being vaccinated and also to clarify and demystify the notions that people are having about uh, Which is, the vaccine. We're doing one right and now. What we're, exactly what we're doing now, TV programs, radio programs, should be at the peak of also educating people on the importance and the safety of taking this vaccine. It is not going to be a problem. Just like we said, it has gone through the phases of the clinical trials, and I think it is safe enough for everyone. So we should be... Uh, our mind should be at rest and we should believe that it's going to be okay. So the mystical belief should be discarded. And then I think the stakeholders have a lot to do, the parents and also. Okay, Rennie, you see, just like she said, eh, let me just add something small. You know, I'm trying to be as realistic as possible. Mm. That is where we have a problem. Mm. People have not been sensitized on the important. You are here, ma. If you want to be very honest, the media, we the healthcare workers, it was when we asked and pushed that we started getting information about the trickling of this vaccine. Okay? But to say that we were now brought into the picture from the beginning. No. Exactly. So even our own ex- experts were not actively involved in the procurement in the... My dear? No, no, no. They are. But then if you look at it as at now, how many people have been brought on board to be able to get this done. Even at the state level? We'll be receiving this vaccine in less than two hours. By 11 a.m., it will be landing in Abuja. And if it lands, we don't even have flyers around. You know, if you look at our primary health care, our secondary health facilities, and tertiary health facilities, if you go in there, as at when things were really relevant in Nigeria, you will see by now flyers would have gone all around. And people would have been haywire. See the way you need to see the way Ghana welcomed their vaccines. You need to see. Yeah, it. they were very happy. It they was very a warm reception, as yeah. if as if it, the savior has come. Look at us but right here in Nigeria. We, we are just our citizens are still contemplating. Just, just a few microscopic few that have valid information of what is going on with these vaccines. Yeah, I think it started with uh, the fear that was already put into the heart of people, into the mind of people about, oh, it is uh, this, it is that. And I think that's one of the major problems we're having. But just like I said, if all stakeholders are carried along, just like he just suggested, I think we're going to have it smooth. But then they need to carry the stakeholders along the, yeah. the market women. the so. But, so if at this point, these key stakeholders are not being carried along, doesn't exactly. that question our preparedness ah, for but this That's what we're doing just now, and that is why we're here. Yeah, if because, not for the awareness, sorry, yeah. if not for the awareness, right. I'm sure we'll not be here. So it's part of the awareness we're already creating, and I'm sure it's going to continue. Exactly, because distribution commences on the 12th of March. Of March. 
it's actually distribution and administration that commences on the 12th of March. That's 10 days from today. So will 10 days be enough to, to get sensitization? Yeah, to that's a big question. Well, what are your thoughts as well? Uh, what are you thinking about the COVID-19 vaccine? Are you ready? Uh, are you going to take it? Let's hear your thoughts. You can reach us in the studio 0905566699 or 0909884888. You can get to ask questions as well. And you can also be a part of the conversation on our feedback handle, uh, facebook.com forward slash jfmjoss on Twitter at jfmjoss. What are your thoughts? regarding the COVID-19 vaccine. Let's talk about the modalities, distributions, and matter arising. What are your concerns? Do you believe in the system? Do you believe that we can do this? And, uh, well, we're just hopeful. I mean, we're just hopeful. Hello and good morning to you. Good morning, Rennie. Good I'm morning. Good morning to your guest. Good morning. Well, I don't have much to say, but the only thing I'll say is if NAVDAG is coming up with the claims that there is a circulation of uh, uh, the fake COVID-19, no, in circulation, and at the end of the day, we are having our COVID-19 vaccine arriving, you know, and NAVDAG is saying that the fake one already. So I don't know how the trust of the people will be built. Ordinarily, you know Nigerians now. They, they always be afraid of, you know, are you sure we're not getting the sick one, all those things. So I think based on what your guests have said, information is key here. So that is just my take. And I also want to ask, are we going to, uh, because we are disqualified, I think Pfizer disqualified us because they, they think that we will not be able to store these vaccines when they come. So this very one that is coming, do we have the facilities to store them? That's my take. Thank you. Thank you so much, Emeka, from Terminus, 0905566699 or 0909884888. What are your thoughts this morning? Well, let's, let's answer his question. Okay. Um, so from my understanding of program, um, at least I've been in program now for five years, and um, I want to say that concerning the storage, so far so good. I believe that we'll be able to store these vaccines. That's it. He was asking about, are we able to store it? Yes, Nigeria is prepared to store the vaccines because from the experience we have with HIV, mm. uh, most of the reagents that we use for HIV are cold chain reagents. And it's been coming into the country, although not as much as for the vaccine, but also when we consider quantity. Yeah, the storage for the reagent for HIV is in large quantity, but this is going to take a smaller space. And so if we could do that, I believe that for this is not going to be different. We'll be able to store it at least uh, even on the plateau. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll see say. about that. Hello and good morning to you. Please turn down the volume Hello. of your radio set or step away from it. Yeah. yeah. Hello, good morning. We can hear you loud and clear. Good morning. Yeah, my, my question is, uh, pertaining the uh, vaccine, we keep hearing that different uh, companies are bringing uh, vaccine, and how do you know which is most suitable for Nigeria? Thank you. Your name and where are you calling from, please? Israel from Rock Heaven. All right, thank you, Israel from Rock Heaven, for that question. Sam Kim, you would like to okay. address that? Okay, so um, just to also recap, I would just want to plead with JED. Give us light. Plead ah. with electricity distribution company. Yeah. Give us light. That's all we are pleading for. Because if you go to South Africa today, they didn't need to install totally solar panels before they could get good storage. Then Israel from Rock Raven asked if which vaccine is suitable. I think we we've established that from the beginning of this program. Uh, logistics, um, intellectual and financial contribution actually gave us the reason for the choice of the AstraZeneca vaccine. And to us, it's very okay for a fair ride. We can take it. All right, we'll take more phone calls. Hello, good morning. Good morning, my sister. How are you? Very fine, thank you. Your I'm name and where you're reaching us from. Good morning. Uh, this is good morning. calling from the south. All right, thank you for I joining hope, us. Uh, I hope this vaccine will not affect those who cannot afford balanced diet. That is your question? Yeah, that is my question. All right. Because not everybody can afford balanced diet at this present uh, 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 time we are. 
considering the kind of poverty that is on ground. Thank you so much for that question. Pretty interesting, I must say. Uh, some people, you know, might have underlying issues. They don't have access to nutrition. Exactly, and all of that. What are your thoughts concerning that? Um, well, in science, we are not always absolute. You won't say no, and you won't say it complete yes. But from my little knowledge of um, immunology, it will not have an adverse effect on maybe people are having balanced diets or not because this deals with your immune system although the type of diet you take also boosts your immune system but then this is a vector it's like uh, sensitizing soldiers so maybe instead of taking like 1000 soldiers to somewhere and then you are short of the all necessary requirements to take those soldiers there then you have maybe 90 at the end of the day, but at least you are still protected. All right, yeah. so that's a good one. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Yes, good morning. Thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Umar. I'm calling from TJMC Junction. You're welcome, Sadiq. Go ahead. Yeah, actually, it is a very good one and a great one for the arrival of the vaccine in Nigeria, which we recommend the government. But actually, in terms of the orientation now, is something that the government have to it could have been a very long time could have been sanitizing the people and relating to religious leaders so that they will now be informing people about the importance of this vaccination and my question is that there is some people that their immune system will not be like if you have a serious disease that the your immune system will not uh, accept the vaccination and that will be my number one question and the second question is that is this the same vaccination that you take it two times because they say that you have the first one then after a period of time then you have another one that will be the question I want to ask thank you very much God bless thank you Sadiq Kumar from TTNT Junction 09055666699 or 09098848848 okay so um, thank you Sadiq you see the way this vaccine works just as my colleague here rightly said, is is in a way that it will be sleeping, it will be relaxing until you get exposed, it will rise again. So it is not as if it will have a way of taming or changing your immunity to a permanent status. No. Okay? But what it will do is it will be there, inherent in you. As soon as you get exposed, it rises and fights and protects you. And then once you are not exposed, it goes to sleep. That's All right. So, yes. Okay. Same time, you take it for this particular uh, set of vaccine. You are going to take it twice. Okay. You are going to take it twice. So, and then you'll be informed. You'll be given the next schedule as soon as you take the first one. It's not like the other uh, set of vaccine that you take once. But then, even those who are taking it once, it is actually shown that that is not a pasture, meaning it's more selective for a particular strain. But this one is good for, you know, a good number of strains that are available. Mm, and I think it's also like um, the hepatitis B. It's just boosting it. It's not, maybe because you're taking it twice doesn't mean that there's a problem with the first one. It's just to boost. It's like a backup. Just like I said, oh, we have 50 soldiers now. We need more. I need up to 150. So please add more to me. And so that is just boosting of your immune system. That's why you're taking it twice. Well, again, Nigeria records low daily infections with 360 new cases. And Nigeria has now recorded less than 1,000 new daily COVID-19 cases for 10 consecutive days for the first time since the second wave started uh, last year, uh, December. On Monday, 360 new infections were found in 19 states, taking a total tally in the past three days to 941. And Nigeria has recorded its lowest daily figure of new coronavirus infections in about six months. What are your thoughts on this? Are we doing something right? Or should we begin to celebrate as we see a down, it's going down, the, the number of cases in the country? Okay. Yeah, so from the tests we've been carrying out, we also could see that the number of cases are reducing and that's very good for the country if everyone will adhere to the normal rules and protocols that has been laid down 
for prevention of infection of this um, COVID-19, then I think we'll be good as a country. But other but people then, have argued that this is as a result of we're no longer testing or the testing capacity has gone down. No. We are still testing. Okay. I, we, I can say very well that we are still testing. In fact, we are plateau. complaining that we are not getting enough samples for testing. Yeah, so, we, you know, just to add up to what she said, which is very correct, we are getting an advantage from the environmental heat. Now, this is it. You could notice that the weather is no longer as cold as it was before. True that. Fine. So if you look at the way and manner the responses are trickling out again, you will see those countries that have more of the working class, like Lagos, Abuja, okay? The, and then they are mostly in an air-conditioned environment, okay? You know that they are at high risk of, you know, coming down with the infection. And then coming down to just here, we already have an air conditioner given to us by God. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then we appreciate it. So all those one, things are, you know, are risk factors. But if you look at more temperate areas, like other states apart from these areas that we just mentioned, it's as simple as walking under the hot sun could give you some relief for COVID-19. So if you look at it totally, you will see clearly that we are doing well by ourselves. Yeah, but I think we should not celebrate too early because our concerns are also that people will soon be going back to work and then the students also are resuming fully. So everyone still needs to be on guard. All right, zero nine zero five five six 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 nine. And what are your thoughts this morning? Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Yes, good morning. Yes, this is uh, Mr. Elvis Idam calling. Elvis from Lamingo. Elvis from Lamingo, yes. you're welcome. Go ahead. Thank you. My question goes to my good friend there, Mr. Kim. Uh, Kim. I'll try to, I'd like to find out if there are designated locations where the COVID-19 vaccines are to be administered that we can be sure of the authenticity. Okay. There are rumors of a fake vaccine around the country. So I don't know. Uh, right. Thank you so much. Your question you. will be addressed 09055666699 or 09098848848. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, please. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, my presenters, by their voice, we shall know them anyway. Saloki from Kukula, because the voice of the masses. You're welcome, Saloki. Good morning to you people. Welcome good to morning. the studio. Morning, uh, I want to start by advising Nigerians. If I use that word, advising Nigerians. COVID-19 vaccine will not be taken by anybody until you test COVID-19. We must be very careful. You can see that they are doing a new other country. They will conduct tests before they give you the vaccine. Nigeria should not just go and start taking vaccine. The same thing, you know, the, this uh, hepatitis. hepatitis. The same thing. There are some people that went and took a uh, vaccine without testing the hepatitis uh, test. They become create a problem for them. Are you getting my point? I have a, I have a neighbor here in Bukulu because who are almost dead because of the United vaccine without taking uh, uh, the vaccine of uh, uh, this uh, uh, hepatitis. But without uh, doing the test. So the, the government should make enough announcement, education, enlightenment to public that they should go for tests. The government should provide enough facility equipment for testing. We don't have enough, uh, how many people have been testing in this country? You are going to give a million people or 100 million people. Are they be tested? So, issue of testing is number one. Two, facilities, storage facilities. These vaccines, I think the best, the, the, the government needs to keep this very important. The government should provide facilities to get this. Thank you so up. much, sir. We are laughing, please. We are laughing, laughing, please. Sorry. The type of vaccine should use, uh, to me, I prefer just my Johnson. The one of the best, both in the US, or Pfizer, or Pfizer produced by German. Thank you so much, Sir Lucky. Any comments? And so it's uh, correct about testing. And I don't think also they will just administer the vaccines to people without being sure whether they are tested or not. And for as many as have turned out positive already, they have the natural immunity already that's is protecting them to some extent against this vaccine but then we are still saying we are not sure of how long the natural immunity is going to last so all these things are still in phases of 
scientists understanding actually what is happening. So at the end of the day, just like we said, this vaccine will be administered to those that we feel they need it for now. And it's also going to be on the basis of, have you been tested? Are you protected? And then I think all those will be put into consideration before vaccines are administered. Okay, then uh, to Mr. Elvis, who asks about designated locations, um, I just sent you the link. You try to, you know, uh, click on it and then select where you are located. There are designated locations. And then close to you there is uh, the Lamingo Ward Primary Healthcare. You know, I, we said at the beginning of the program that it will be at the LGA headquarters as designated so um you cannot find it anywhere but in those designated areas for now just keep away from any form of private sector that is claiming to own the vaccine until approved by navdac and then to um, mr lucky who said he prefers AstraZeneca? Yes, you have the right to choose anyone you, pre- mm-hmm. you, prepare, you, pre- you prefer. You prefer. Uh, I'm so glad because you are the voice of the masses, and I know your masses are already, you know, taming towards the direction of whether to choose Johnson 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 and Johnson or um, Pfizer. But we have gone through to look at information as it relates to that, and then we are saying that now they've received the AstraZeneca. It's not that we do not have any choice, but then we've established that. We have criteria for the choice of AstraZeneca. And sorry, Mr. Lucky, I'll have to tell you that you are going to be safe in the hands of AstraZeneca vaccine. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, well, I I was going to, you know, skip this, but it just came to me again. I know before we started the show, I I was asking because yesterday there was a development. Somebody, you know, alighted the fact that, oh, my state seemed not to be captured in and uh, it seemed to be a sort of concern for citizens, some citizens of the state. So maybe a little clarity on that will help. Okay, great. So uh, when I received the link yesterday from the um, National Primary Healthcare Development Agency, I quickly clicked on it to register and lo and behold, the famous plateau, number three. Would you call that an oversight? Number three on the list and, uh, you know, an upcoming epicenter is missing. I immediately reached out, and then what we found out was it was just uh, a little omission. So, But as it is now, it's been corrected, and we'll drop the link here with you, and then we know that uh, people could follow on um, GFM Live to just, like to just click and then register. All right, we'll be sure to tweet that as soon as it is ready. So you want to keep your dials locked at us and follow uh, for updates. Let's let's look at another option now. Have we completely ruled out uh, the option of homegrown remedies? I mean, production of anything on our own. You know, do we we don't have capacity to, or we just don't want to look that way? What are your thoughts on that? Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, just like we've been saying, uh, the production of these vaccines, we need a lot to be put in place, starting from the educational aspect. I always tell people, if you're going to produce vaccine, then you need to train people in the aspect of vaccinology, immunology, and the rest. But then I will not say that we are not prepared. We have people that are capable. We have immunologists in the country. We have people that have gone and they've been trained in immunology, in vaccinology. So it's just for us to announce all the skills of these people into but what it, as we it want. Seemed, it seems that option is not even on the table at Yeah, all. so that's what we're saying now, that the option should be taken and then the country also should look into inward production of these vaccines. Well, let's go over to our feedback handle now and see what people are saying. On Facebook, Yango Gwonjon is saying it's a good news, but how prepared are we to ensure safety storage are due to the epileptic power supply in the country and fairly distribution to common man on the street? We all know how this country works. We wouldn't be surprised tomorrow to hear that somebody's paying for this vaccine. I see the NIN people are paying to get registered. Talk more of pandemic vaccine. Anyways, I pray the government of... Uh, uh, President Mohamed Buhari gets it right this time. God bless Nigeria. Ben Chak Joseph said, vaccine or no vaccine, we all know some of our leaders has made a lot of cash with this virus. What a country, Nigeria. Yakubu Stevens says, may God uh, 
deliver Nigerian government from this attitude of only giving drugs a vaccine as the only benefits of a citizen. Adam Isaac says, I have done my registration online for the COVID-19 vaccine. Encourage people to register mm-hmm. online. That is great. Well done, Adam. Kwanga Yuba Moses says, good morning. According to the National Primary Healthcare website, I have been provided for registration for for the vaccination, what a country. Andrew Amos is saying federal government says it will cost Nigeria two million naira for the vaccine. Why can't the money be diverted to strengthen local vaccine production in the country? Misplaced priority, which brings us to the last question uh, that you addressed recently. Why are we not looking inward as an option? You know, it will perhaps save us, you know, cost. What are your thoughts, Fabkin? Yeah, you know, like I told you, we sometimes you look back to this country if you have the privilege of going out of this country you just know that um, we are the true definition of a developing country we're a true definition of a third world country but one thing i know for sure if we get it right we're going to get it and it will be long lasting vaccine production is multidisciplinary mm-hmm. all hands must be on deck because especially in, pan- in pandemic moments like this all hands must be everybody including you at the media. Because if you do not stare sources of information to be able to help in also relating to people, then we'll have a lot of problems. So I'm I'm hopeful and I'm praying that one day we'll come up with something useful. Because, you know, Nigeria has a lot of issues. I'm telling you, the only person that, the only set of people that have the capacity to fund drug development or research development or drug discovery or even the entire clinical trials, is the government. Who has that kind of money? Mm. Who has that kind of money? You have you need not less than fifty million US dollars to produce one. Who has that kind of money? I'm saying million dollars. I'm not saying not even in Naira. And, and no. Just in few seconds I want to say also yes, that, plus uh, your final opportunity will always um, meet preparedness. If you're not prepared, then when the opportunity comes, you will not be able to do anything. For those countries that are producing these vaccines, most of them were already working on a similar vaccine before the outbreak. And so when the outbreak came, wow, it was an opportunity for them to develop on what they already had on ground. And that was why it's, they were able to produce it and you very can see quickly countries that and were not time. prepared. And so the aspect of research and development, I think the government should look into that even when there is no pandemic, we should should be working, we should be developing something so, so that in the eventuality of any kind of outbreak we'll be prepared and then the opportunity will come for us also to produce the vaccine. Thank you so much scientist Obishaki Olajumoke Felicia, she's the program officer at HVN and Ed Molecular Virology Laboratory I thank you so much uh, pharmacist Kim um, Bolt. Sorry, I, I want to quickly uh, correct that I'm the head of the unit, it's just a small unit, uh, sorry thank you so much thank you so much Francis Kim for yeah. joining us this morning well President Mohamed Buhari and Vice President Yemiyo Shibanjo will pick dates on which they will be vaccinated publicly I'm sure a lot of Nigerians were waiting to see that uh, the first batch of the Oxford AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine, which is about 4 million doses expected to arrive in Nigeria today at about uh, in a few hours, 11, 11 o'clock yeah. or thereabouts. Uh, the executive director of the National Primary Healthcare Development Agency, Faisal Shaibo, disclosed this at the presidential tax force on COVID-19 briefing on Monday. And uh, we've encouraged Nigerians uh, you know, to get information and get it right. The vaccine will do us a lot of good. <laughs> let's let's get the information and let's get it from the right source. Alan, join us to follow J11.9FM on Twitter. We'll be uh, passing out information as soon as they come by so we know we're keeping you informed. The, the news will be coming up at the top of the hour of 10 o'clock and the media show with Ogidi Boibo. I am Rene Kej, your Lonely Liwa. Thank you for joining us on Let's Talk this morning. Have a corona-free Tuesday. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.